Welcome to The Institute, a podcast on the lives and works of fellows and friends of the Institute for the Arts and Humanities at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm Philip Hollingsworth, coordinator for faculty programs. In this episode, communication specialist Melissa Clay speaks with new faculty program director and associate professor of city and regional planning, Mai Nguyen. In their conversation, they discuss Professor Nguyen's most recent work, In the Shadow of Ferguson, a multimedia performance on the history and public policy that culminated in the current racial strife in the St. Louis suburb. The performance, sponsored by the IEH's Arts and Social Justice Grant, will take place on December 8th at 7 p.m. in Studio 6 of Swain Hall. Tickets are available at planning.unc.edu slash ferguson. Tell me about the In the Shadow of Ferguson event that's coming up December 8th. This is my first artistic endeavor, and I'm a social scientist who studies urban planning, so this is way outside of my comfort zone. But I've created a multimedia performance that brings in artists. I collaborate with a spoken word artist and actors and a filmmaker to produce the film behind the multimedia And so it's a collaboration that hopefully will take what we do as planners and educate a wider audience. What was the inspiration for this? There are a number of events that I think shaped my thinking about this. First was I was a MIRAP advisor. Um, Are you familiar with MIRAP? No. MIRAP is the more undergraduate research apprenticeship program. And for two summers. And during those two summers, there were so many incidences of police brutality uh, against African Americans. And my students were primarily African American. And I could see so much of their pain and, and anxiety over these incidences. And I started to think about, is this about police brutality? Or is it something deeper? Um, and, and I started to think about the role that housing and urban policy have shaped how that shaped the landscape for a hundred years that allows police brutality against blacks to happen. And and that's the story I wanted to tell was the structural inequality and structural racism that leads us to modern day Ferguson and ask the question, why Ferguson? Why why did we have the uprisings after Ferguson? There were so many incidences and have been since then of young black unarmed males being shot by police. But why Ferguson? Why was that different? Why was Mike Brown different? And I wanted to explore that as a research question. And so this event starts from, correct me if I'm wrong, the Plessy versus Ferguson case. That's right. It starts at Plessy versus Ferguson. And the Supreme Court ruling that separate is equal, and it tells a story over 100 years about St. Louis and its suburbs that separate has never been equal and how that has shaped the African-American experience today. The Institute for the Arts and Humanities awarded this project as part of the Arts and Social Justice Grant. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit, and the Institute is always interested in the interdisciplinary collaboration. How did interdisciplinary collaboration happen for this project? You know, there's a series of really lucky breaks I had. Um, In 2016, the summer, 
the Mirap student that I worked with was from Yale who happened to be a spoken word artist. And when I told her about this project that was really in the early stages, she really wanted to work with me on it. And so she developed six monologues of different characters that could go into the show. And although we're not using all of those monologues, it really did help me think about how this could be a creative endeavor. And she presented two of those monologues at the conference, the summer conference. And I, and I thought that, that was, it was so powerful, her delivery, as well as the audience reaction to it, how bringing really dry housing research to life through human stories could really have an impact on a much broader audience. Because the people in that room were not urban planners. Um, not many of them were not social scientists and so I just felt that this was a project that was worth moving forward with and then after that the social justice grant announcement came out and I thought well I'll apply for this and if I get funding then I'll continue down this line. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to uh, cinematography or film being part of this. Yes. Tell me a little bit about So um, my students and I had been researching the history and archival, getting archival documents, maps, images, videos. But we realized that we reached our technical capacity <laughs> <laughs> to actually piece it together, and I needed more help. And so um, I hired or I brought on to the project Ashley Tyndall, who's a professional filmmaker mm-hmm. who I know you've, she's worked here at the IAH, but she's helping us piece together all of the research that we've done and really has been a creative influence helping us to sharpen our message to deliver it in a way that would be uh, much more accessible to a wider audience. The other fortuitous events was that the first research trip that I took with my students, I took four graduate research assistants, and I had a couple of contacts in the city, but they introduced me to so many really interesting and valuable contacts. So I got to meet Mike Brown Sr. and sit down with him and talk to him. I met artists and activists who are on the front lines of the activism that's going on today even in St. Louis. And the people there were really just very passionate about making change in their city, and they had stories to tell. So we also weave in interview footage with them to talk about what's going on now. So we start with Plessy versus Ferguson, but we really do move into modern-day Ferguson through the stories of people that we interview. And you mentioned Mike Brown Sr., and um, another point I'd like to make to our audience is that it's $5 to attend the event, and mm-hmm. that money goes to? That, that money goes to Chosen for Change, which is a uh, nonprofit organization that Mike Brown Sr. started. And it really does help families to, uh, and, and men, really fathers, to come together to learn from one another and support each other. Many of these fathers have experienced uh, one, one of their children dying or some violence in their family. And so it's been a really great supportive network for fathers, black fathers, who really don't have other outlets. Fantastic. December 8th in the shadow of Ferguson at Swain Hall. That's right. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Recently, uh, we announced the uh, new faculty grant, and you are the new faculty program director. Uh, tell us about how that 
came about, the grant. It's yeah. in the first one. Yeah, as a new, the new faculty director, I really wanted to create programs that support new faculty and really advance their career. Right? So we do social programming, getting people together to network and to meet one another. But the other part of our programming is to connect them, new faculty, to resources at the university. And one of the greatest resources we have are other faculty, faculty who are experienced, faculty who are more senior, who have written grants before or who have already been successful at creating um, creative endeavors. And so this new faculty collaboration grant is is a way to help new faculty collaborate with more senior faculty on a artistic endeavor or an a, or a ac- academic endeavor that would lead to productivity. So a grant proposal or uh, even a paper that they may want to write with um, another person. In your role, what uh, advice do you have for, for new faculty from what you're seeing in terms of trends and mm-hmm. the things that new faculty are looking for? I think new faculty are are very busy, <laughs> and they tend to not want to socialize because they're focused on publications and being productive. But I think that it is really important to take time out to really connect and engage with the university community because there are so many benefits to doing so. Mm-hmm. Right? I know that when I go to events, I meet new people and I get great ideas or I learn about new resources. And you forget that that type of community building, that type of social capital is really important to your career. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Check back at ieh.unc.edu for the latest news on our fellows and upcoming events at Hyde Hall. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on our website as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at IAH underscore UNC.